Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. everybody welcome to another bass and brews fishing podcast it's your weekly distraction from quality high quality podcast <laughs> so here we are we're here to have a good time i hope y'all are today i got with me my guest co-host mr woo dude cody lockwood lockwood fishing what's up cody what's up mr heels mr heels man i'm i'm rolling along our guest tonight is Mr. Josh Myers from Abide Fishing on YouTube. What's up, Josh? How you guys doing? Good, good, good. Man, I gotta say, doing? I was I was lured in here. I thought I was I had a chance of like meeting Cupcake. That was like my whole reason that I came. <laughs> <to this. laughs> look, look, what a look. what a shocking surprise <laughs> from that. <laughs> that is a <laughs> Well, we got the closest thing to cupcake that we could find in Lockwood. Josh is going. <laughs> oh, I feel a little sick, uh, boys. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, he does have some long flowing locks. Hey, bakers can't be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Coley's going to love that too. I know she's going. She's she's going to be listening to this, and and by now she's gotten all red and she's doing this. I know. <laughs> Well, look, man, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. You know, uh, we'll get into this some more, but you you and I kind of grew up in the same area and uh, not far from each other. And, um, you know, glad to have you. Glad to have you. So so introduce yourself real quick. Uh, my name is Josh Myers. I do uh, Abide Fishing, which is kind of a uh, the redheaded stepchild of the YouTube fishing world. Uh, it's like There's a lot of guys that are out there, and they're really good, and, uh, you know, they have a lot to offer. I just goof off. That's basically my, my show. It's travel around to show you different places that you can fish in North and South Carolina and then just really just goof off and, and have, have fun while we're doing it. Nice, nice. Well, well, we, we're going to dive into some of the goofiness and all that stuff that you got going on because uh, it, it's it's a damn good time. All right, so, fellas, what, what y'all got to drink tonight? What we cracking open? Josh, what you got? Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit. Uh, this is. I went really uh, rogue on this. I don't know if you've heard of it. Miller Lite. Uh, that's oh, that's yeah. Is that a local beer? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's local to my area. Yeah. If you want, I can send you a case. Okay. Is it a microbrewery? <laughs> well, it's a micro can. <laughs> Cody, Cody, what you sip? What kind of caffeine are you sipping on, Holly? Iced tea, as usual. Is it got, is it got sugar in it? 
got sugar in it. Sweetened oh, iced tea. It's, it's sweet tea. It ain't iced tea. Sweet tea. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, there we go. See, you close enough to the south that you got to start. We got to start learning you something. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm again. I'm trying to lose weight, y'all. So I got another white claw surge. I'm down eight pounds. Good for you, uh, man. I guess Good these are, are helping. Yep, I got I got fifty more to go. So you got some more. Yeah, I I know I know. Uh, I like to get as fat as I can, so then I can feel good about you know I I can say I lost a bunch of weight. We used to uh, we used to have weight loss competitions like at work. That was one of the things that we did. But we would always the first our first weigh in was at a Chinese buffet, and so we would literally <laughs> try to because we were trying to like pack on as much as we could. <laughs> buffet before we went to weight loss mode did, did you did you used to wear that big ass coat that the guy stole from you on the lake let me tell you my heart was broken when that guy stole my stole my jacket because we're gonna talk crazy. about that yeah, let's crack these beers open okay let's, let's do it. all right well, three two one wonderful salute salute <laughs> All right, man. So, so Josh, I ran across your channel um, searching for kayak bass fishing in North Carolina. <laughs> and your channel popped up. I, I meant the damn look and I forgot when I subscribed. But um, I, I think you had like somewhere around three or 400 subscribers at the time. So you, you'd been going at it a little while, but you, 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 <laughs> You weren't where you are now. So tell us, tell us, tell us the story of, uh, you know, go into the, a little bit of the story of how you got to fishing, you know, but tell us the story of why you started that channel. Because you, for, for this podcast, we talk to content creators, tournament anglers, regular old fishing people, right? And so the hardest part for people to start in content creation is, is, is starting and you you jumped into this <laughs> and it was a damn shit show from the beginning <laughs> so like tell us tell us this process to why you just want to start recording it and letting everybody see okay well i'll give you a little bit of background like when i was a kid i would go fishing a lot I and mean, there's a little pond by my house and that's what i would do i just walk down to the pond and fish and i really enjoyed it however you know as you get older and you know Hormones kick in. As soon as I found girls, like the fishing went out the window. So I lost like interest in fishing basically until after college. Um, mm -hmm. And so I didn't fish at all during that time. And I what jumped. College? Pitch. I went to Winthrop. Oh, nice. Yeah. Eagles. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Big stuff. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I uh, started, I, I went and bought a bass boat just like on a whim, but it was a, it was a fixer upper. I knew it was going to be a fixer upper. However, it was like, I just called it the black pearl. Cause the thing was cursed. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I could get it running perfectly on land, but then as soon as it hit water, it just broke down like every single time I spent more time fixing the boat than I ever did fishing on the boat. And so I was like, ah, this is just not for me. I ended up giving that boat away just cause I did. I was just tired of looking at it. <laughs> So I went for a couple more years, didn't do any fishing. And then I was like, you know what? I saw, you know, the kayak community start, start up. And I was like, well, you know, that, that's something I can get behind. And so that's when I bought the kayak and started, started kayak fishing. Um, 
as far as the actual YouTube channel, the whole reason I got into it is I started kayak fishing the places that I knew, like with Lake Wiley, Nibbins Creek, basically all the big bodies of water. And I would go out on Nibbins Creek, but I would go out there like in the summer and it gets, it's a, there's a point that's really, really narrow. And I, I had just a flat out near death experience where some pleasure boater came around the corner about hit me. Even if he didn't hit me, I about ate it, you know, just in the being in the boat. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. Like coming out on these heavily trafficked bodies of water during the summer, it's not for me. And it's not for somebody that's in a kayak. So I started looking for information. Where can I put in a kayak just on the, on the internet? And I found that there's like not really any good information about you would think in the age of the internet that there would be people that do this kind of stuff all the time. And there just wasn't, you could go to like South Carolina DNR's website and they have like a list of ponds that you could put in a, a kayak in, but there's like, they don't, there's no address. There's one little picture that is 15 years old. So you never know what to expect when you get there. So I the reason I started my channel is I want my channel to be a one-stop shop for if you want to find a place to fish, a public place to fish in North and South Carolina, you go there and you can find how to get there, like a valid address, what the boat <laughs> ramp looks like, and then what the fishing is like when you get there. So that was the whole reason I got into it. I was like, hey, I'll just document me trying to find out all these different places. And that's I started creating the content that I was looking for. What is abide fishing? You've got a you've got a, a a whole video on what abide fishing is. Yes, like the the name and what is abide fishing. Abide fishing. Basically, I just wanted a, a cool name, and abide is from the Big Lebowski, and that's from the, the Big Lebowski. There's a refrain that comes up in the movie all the time: "The dude abides," and so I just stole that abide fishing. <laughs> and then it starts with an A, so if people are searching for it, it's like it's at the beginning. So alphabetically. Oh, uh, so you, you got a little bit of smart up in there from Winthrop, huh? So, so. <laughs> so, so. And, and how long had you been in the kayak before you started recording and posting the videos? It was probably only a month or two. Okay. Literally. I mean, it, it was very early in the process when I, when I started posting the videos. And, and, and that's pretty evident because you, it, it, Again, it, it's a shit show. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a hilarious, and and you 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 embrace it too, and you talk about that embracing it, and and I, it's hard to explain. You'd have to watch this without me sounding like a complete asshole. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> but, I, I bring it on. Like I, I absolutely, I am. No, un- that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I, I am uncoordinated. I'm goofy. I, I'm, I'm all of those things. And like, here's another thing: is like most of the people that are on. YouTube, they edit that stuff out. And I was like, every time something stupid happens to me, I'm like, you can usually see it in my face where I'm initially like, there's a little bit of a tear. And then I'm like, this is gold. I'm going, I'm rolling with it. That's what I have to offer. <laughs> All right. How did the, the found bobber cam, where, where the hell did that shit come from? You know, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think it was one of these things where. <laughs> Yeah, the found bobber can is something that I do. Like anytime I, I find a bobber, I just I pull it and I just show it and I start collecting them. There was another guy, Travis does kayak fishing. I started doing the found bobber cam, and then he 
said, like, what do you do with all these bobbers? I was like, I don't know. I just put them in a coffee can. I don't really have anything to do. He's like, you should do that. It's like your 1,000 subscriber giveaway. So that was even my idea, but I stole it. When I hit 1,000 subscribers, I gave away a coffee can of all the terrible bobbers that I, that I had collected over the years. And I'd use that, not- little Mario, that little Mario coin sound. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping to have won that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the only one. <laughs> I was hoping to have won that. So when did you started posting these? Did you do it to grow a fishing channel as education or did you do it away as a way to chronicle your adventures? Um, you know, I, I know you said it, it put it out there for everybody to see where they could fish and take a kayak, but it, you had to have a little bit something more personal for you, a goal to achieve with that. Uh, did like, where did you look like it was going to, where did you want it to grow? Or what do you want, what do you want it to do? I, I don't know. I, I, to this point, I don't know. I, I started, I mean, again, I started making the content that, that I should have been out there that I just didn't see anywhere. So that was really like my, my initial start to it. Um, when I was a kid, like I wanted to be like a game show host. And so I've always like had that, like, I, this is just a way for me to goof off and have fun. And I enjoy both the fishing aspect and I enjoy the editing aspect, which is a large part of content creation. People think that they can just throw a GoPro on and then mm-hmm. it takes care of itself. And it's, it's not, it is a ton of work to make something that's anybody would want to watch. And it's, it's a ton of work to do that. And it, it's, it's fortunate. I enjoy both aspects of it. And in order to do this, you have to enjoy both sides of it. Uh, you can't enjoy one and not the other because uh, it's there's just too much too much involved in that. Yeah, so I got hours upon hours upon hours of video that has never seen the light of day outside of the GoPro app. Yes, because <laughs> I, I want to sit mean, down in front of that shit and watch it. It is it is daunting to go through. I mean, the thing is, it's not like. You know, a lot of the times you, you see these YouTube content creators and they're not like fishing content, but it's like they sit in front of the mirror and they put makeup on, you know, and that's, don't get me wrong. That's, that's a fine entertaining thing, but it's easy to do that because a makeup tutorial takes what, 15, 20 minutes to do. Whereas fishing just by nature of it, it's six, seven hours of video. <laughs> But you didn't have to condense. And there's, let's be real, not a lot happens in that six or seven hours. So there is a lot of editing that involves in it. And it's when you just talk about, like, you know, the amount of the actual recording time versus what actually sees the screen, it's you're only seeing a fraction of what's going on. And it's it's a ton of work to get all that dead air out of there. And, and that's that, so this is one of the reasons why fishing it is will, will never explode like let's say NASCAR, right? Because you've got NASCAR, which is a spectator sport and put under 50,000 people in the stands. You're going to have wrecks. You're going to have all this commotion. It's loud. It's crazy. You're drinking. Well, you ain't going to have, you know, five spectators out there. Now kayak kayaking could work is if, you know, if, if a guy is leading the tournament, and he's fishing real good, and you get a bass boat to come out there and do donuts around him and knock him out of his fucking kayak. Now, that would be funny-ass stuff, right? People probably watch that. But, but yeah, I mean, the the whole aspect of, of doing the video for fishing, it's boring as shit. No, it is. It That's is what it comes down to it. Seven hours of fishing, and you get a 15-minute video. 
if yeah. you actually you caught a work. fish during that seven hours. Exactly. If you're lucky. I mean, that's that's a good day. You know, if, I mean, <laughs> just the amount. I mean, the amount of work that it takes to get 15 minutes of footage is is a lot. I mean, it is. But a I will. I will say this for you, though. You don't even have to catch fish to have a good video. Because, because so, so you've got is you've gotten better, right? Like you, you don't have as much wacky, crazy ass shit happen as you did. But some of those your earlier videos, man, have so much just like fun comedy. Uh, you know, your damn net falling off the boat, and you don't know it until you go to get it, and and then you go back <laughs> to the film and you put it in there, or getting tangled up, like you show all your shit getting tangled up. You know, like oh my god. You know, those little things, that's real fishing there, especially of a kayak. Golly. But, I mean, you know, you you and you really, most out of the videos, the people that I watch, there's a lot of them out there, but you embrace that, that what the fuck side of kayak fishing, of, of all the shit that other people, they're catching, you know, six pounders. They're not showing when they casted and their rod wrapped around the rod behind them and slung it out in the water. Or, you know, they drop shit into, you know, they cut off, they go to cut their, their little tag off and they cut their spinner bait and chuck it out in the water. Yeah. You know I mean? But you do, you show that. And that's why, that's what caught my attention. It was fun, man. It, I felt like it was real. <laughs> well, it's definitely real. And something else that I've, I've really consciously tried to, to do is I want everything that I do, every video that I make, I want it to be, what's the word, replicable. I want anybody to be able to do that because that's it kind of gets discouraging. Like when you watch some of these, you know, these YouTube channels and they have, you know, they're fishing stocked farm ponds and catching these you know, giants. Every now and then I will look into something. But again, I, I'm, not into, I'm not into some secret spot. I'm not fishing with high dollar gear. I, I have like ugly sticks. I have my black maxes. I'm in a kayak. And I'm fishing all public places. I tell you where I'm going and what I'm fishing with. The whole point of my thing is you don't need good gear. You don't have to be that good to every now and then catch. The key is you got to actually be on the water. And that's the only type of way you're going to catch fish is, mm-hmm. is being on the water and just doing it. You know, and something that I wasn't expecting in doing this is I wasn't expecting all the kids. Like there's a lot of kids that watch my channel and I'd, it just wasn't really like considering it being in that demographic, but kids love it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want a kid. I remember just thinking about like me when I was younger, thinking that you know I'd have to get you know all this you know four or five hundred dollar gear in order to catch fish. When really you don't. You can mm-hmm. go to Walmart and buy you know a decent sixty seventy dollar rod and reel combo. And you can catch fish on that. You know you can you can catch fish on the Walmart Ozark Trail Lord. You can catch fish on everything. You just got to be out there doing it. So one thing, I got two things. One, uh, Cody, Bo, you you a good-looking, handsome fella. You really are. But I, I didn't bring you on this podcast to watch your big, ugly ass scratch your back with a back scratcher and you not see nothing. That was distracting. I'm not going to level with you. <laughs> are you muted? Are, why are you not talking? Yes, we see the back scratcher every time you make it onto a podcast or any kind of video, we see that we see it. He's, oh, no, we he's, can't legitimately hear it. <laughs> muted. he's legitimately muted. Yeah. Oh, he broke it. Log off and log back in because we can't hear you. There we go. 
I was wondering, he ain't ever that quiet. At least usually you hear him breathing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the second thing is, if you've got a lot of kids watching this, when you're talking about <laughs> pulling some of this out to put it on your channel, you might want to put a, 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 a disclaimer. No, I will. This is that this is adult beverages and adult content. So I will, I will put that on there. Can you hear me now? We got you now. Yes, we got you now. So what's funny is, is last week I had on uh, Drew and Chris from the Paddlers playbook. And if y'all hadn't listened to that episode, it, it's a good time. But they uh, they put their today they released their their twenty twenty one year in review thing and the first segment was our shotgun round of the interview we'd done and it was it was late and we were all having a good time <laughs> they put a disclaimer on the beginning <laughs> on the beginning of, the, of of it and then at the end they had to put another disclaimer this is not work friendly this is not put headphones in Kids under the age of 21 should not listen to this. Parental advisory on there. Yeah, y'all are, are bad influences. Well, hey, man, our whole goal is to get out there, get people to go out there and fish. And when they they miss a fish or lose a big fish, they should not be afraid to, to yell and scream and cuss and show their ass. You have that right when you lose a fish. It don't even got to be big. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, for me, like, it, it surprises a lot of people. Like, I, I'm actually an introvert. Like, I don't, you know, even though I have, like, even though I have like, this channel and I'm all goofy and stuff, I'm not shy, but I'm an introvert. And that's, like, wow. that's one of the things that, like, going out on the water and just spending six hours, half the places that I go, I don't have any self-service out there. Just having that six hours of just peace and quiet where I can just relax, listen to my tunes, I, mean, I, I work in construction, like from a real job. And so it's loud, it's noisy, it's you're arguing with people all day long. And so that's what I do for 40 hours a week. And then when the weekend comes, you know, I just need that six hours just to unwind and then the peace and quiet and not deal with anything. That's kind of like my my reset is, is just getting out there and doing that. And it's it's amazing what just a little bit of quiet time without your phone will do for you. What, what kind of construction work are you into, Josh? <laughs> I'm a I'm a uh, building inspector. So oh, that's, uh, nice, Cody. Don't throw nothing. Don't throw the phone, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a plumber by trade. Thirty years, master oh, plumber. So, well, you do residential or commercial, or what do you do? Uh, both. Both started out residential, and then towards the end there, before I retired, like commercial, did did some work over Air Force Base and. Some hotels, motels, holiday inns, kitchens, a lot of kitchens, commercial kitchens. So yeah, both. I thought you were singing singing a song there. Hotels, motels, holiday inn. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Josh. That's a good one there, boy. All right. So back back, back to your YouTube channel, because you do some really cool stuff. Like you you've got it segmented too. And I like that because you got the segments and and you've also got themed. Um, tell us about Tackle Roundup and, and how it started. And then the other part of that, and I don't care how which way you answer it, but like, do you put the music to the, or do you just have it down pat so damn good that, that you just, you have it? Like, 
is it like tell me what's going on with that because you never miss it you know it's here, do, right, it the, for the, us. The tackle, do it for us do well, it for us i'll give you i'll give you i gotta i gotta explain what tackle roundup is because i don't know if a lot of people here don't know what it is tackle roundup is like the, the segment of my show where i actually show you what i'm using and I don't know how I got the idea for it, but I was like, I want like a Western themed logo. And I actually, the, the girl that made that logo for me, I said, I want it to look like, you remember the, the night, the early, like the 90s show on Nickelodeon. Hey dude. Yep. Like, oh, hey dude. With the big, with the big mm-hmm. horseshoe. I was like, I want the logo to look like something like that. So she made me like this Western themed little uh, tackle roundup. And that's, what I do, I, I do, and now it's time for <laughs> And so that's how I enter, and it, there's a horse whinny in there, and there's a whip sound in there, but, <laughs> but I, I don't have to, I'm at the point where I, it's already in, ingrained. I don't have to worry about syncing it up. I just know how it goes. And the cool part, the cool part about the tackle round, I never thought that that would be like a thing, but apparently like people really like it. And I actually have a, have a, a video that I did where people could send in their own tackle roundups. And I've done that where I've had some other like content yeah. creators that, you know, I'll basically I'll throw it over to them and they send me a video of them doing the tackle roundup. And I mean, it's a cool way that they can plug their channel and, you know, it's, it's a little uh, like, uh, informal collab situation, but yeah, 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 it's just fun to do. Cody, this is a professional podcast. Quit chewing your nails. I, I don't chew my nails. I was picking my teeth with a toothpick. Well, that, that damn, oh, that's even worse. <laughs> Jeez, look, you can manicure your face later. Nice. <laughs> He's about five minutes away from pulling out the floss. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for it earlier, and then I was like. I shouldn't floss while I'm on the podcast. Oh, so let let me take a toothpick and and look. He ain't got no floss. He pulls one of them beer's hairs out and wraps it around his finger and uses his beer hair to do it. So we got the tackle roundup. We got the found bobber cam. Those are the segments. So tell us it. All right, let's run through the themes. Because okay. you've got the themes, and they just—I mean—they're just—they're—they're they're outlandish, which makes them even even better. Okay, as far as the themes, I do a segment of uh, basically I call it "Your Wish Is on My List," and that's your where wish, I go. Your wish is that you singing the song now? That is me singing it. Yeah, I do. I do all my own singing on all of these, <laughs> except the intro, hey, that- which is badass. When, when intro, Paul, that's, my buddy, that's my buddy Skidmark Millhouse, and he does the intro to that. And that's uh, no, he's he is a crucial element to this the, the show and that and that sound. And to this day, like people come up and like like, hey, I need, what's the deal with that that Cooter Stew song? And I'm like, well, that's I look him up, man. Because uh, y'all stuff. y'all fished a creek together, right? We did, we did. I, he uh, he met me down. Well, actually. Yeah, he invited me to go down to – he's from Lockhart, South Carolina, oh. initially. So we went down and, and waded the creek and fished fish down there, uh, tried to get some smallmouth. Uh, uh, he did much, way better than I did. And that, speak, that was the video also where I was like – I distinctly remember wading across the river and thinking, at some point I'm going to bust ass. It's just going to mm-hmm. happen. And sure enough, on camera, bust ass, like <laughs> straight in, straight in. But uh, 
Yeah, like the theme videos, the the Wish. I do a, a segment where I'll buy like just a ton of crazy lures off Wish.com and then try to try to make them work. And some of these things are they're not meant to be catching fish. I mean, you <laughs> look at them; they, they they come straight from China, high lead content. I mean, they're just not like they're not good lures at all. Radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're not biting the ends off of those plastics. You're cutting them with scissors. <laughs> I, I have bit them before, and I'm like, this is definitely metallic. Like, I, I, I have like, I am poisoned by cadmium or something. I don't know. <laughs> bite it, the tooth falls out immediately after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, some, you, gets on half his face is green. <laughs> well, you you bite it, and you're like, you, you lose your taste and your sense of taste. For like three hours, it's yeah. There's some. There's not good chemicals in there. He's probably what started to kung flu getting all that stuff from from Wish. You ain't hear the, the opening statement. I didn't say it. Hush. So, uh, the Wish, and, and it is funny you have those. Um, now, is this a segment or is it just something that you do, like the Bill Dance Eel? And when you lost the eel that day, I could see the pain. Yeah. I could feel it, and I laughed my ass off because I'm like, he is he is honestly upset. He lost his eel. You just caught a fish on it too, right? No, that was the thing. I had oh, it's the first it. cast. I had just tied it on. Yeah. It was the second cast, and I I I did an episode, a Bill Dance tribute episode. Yes. Where I dressed up like Bill Dance, and I bought y'all have to watch it. Y'all have got to watch that shit. It's perfect. I bought all these. I went on eBay and bought all these Bill Dance floors, and one of them was the Bill Dance's eel. It's a like, tail. It had a tail. It looks like a giant sperm, and it like with a flapping <laughs> tail on it, and it with a big old head. And I tied that thing on. I was like, "There's no way this thing's going to catch fish." I wouldn't know because I only I casted it, and like on the second cast, my line snapped, and I could see the eel fly <laughs> off into the distance. And I was like. There's no other one, you know. There's you're just no sitting there like this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there, it wouldn't be a Bill Dance tribute video without some bloopers in there, and that was yeah. that was totally unscripted and right. Just, that was a real blooper, and I no, think that was real one in there. I so, didn't pick that one up. That episode was was awesome. So, all right, back to the segments, um, or not the segments, the 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 themes. Uh, the wish, and then you, you you'll do um, like holiday or or things like that. Like, is is this all of this stuff? It's just something that you don't see a lot of other people doing. But you take it to the next level by going out and using your hard earned money to buy costumes. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a huge costume element to my channel, and yes, it's. Uh, but the thing is, when you see the the costumes, you can tell I'm not throwing down high dollars on these costumes, but it, they get the job done. You know, there's like Santa and uh, yeah, I don't know. There's all kinds. Every Christmas I do do a Santa one where I do Christmas themed lures. Um, I did a Thanksgiving where I was dressed up like a big turkey, the gobbler and did a gobbler episode. It's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's just a little bit, a little something different. A little something different. And now he's blowing his nose on camera. Jesus. What? Hey, <laughs> hey, will you send your will you send your skunk outfit that up to Cody so he can wear it and go canoe fishing? Yeah, sure. Do you Believe think he would fit in it? 
it doesn't. It, you know, you probably won't fit in it. No, <laughs> I mean, it, I, I could barely fit into it. There's one of the, one of those. I think I got it off Wish.com, where it was like, oh, it's, 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 it's large, and which is no, it's like a medium and a half, maybe. A two X is a medium in Chinese. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's another one where like got a skunk in the boat and you, the video starts and this dude's dressed up as a skunk in the boat. <laughs> well, the whole, the whole person, that was what I did for Halloween this year. And I wanted to dress up as the scariest thing to a fisherman, which would yes. be a big old fat skunk. <laughs> hey, have you dressed up as a banana yet? It's on the agenda. It's on it. Stay tuned. That is that is coming up. I, I do have one. I haven't filmed it yet, but I do. I've already bought the banana costume. So y'all are getting the inside scoop on that. But I am going to be putting I'm going to do it like a uh, in my mind. I'm going to do it like a Mythbusters where it's like Mythbusters, you know, about is, is it bad luck to have a banana in the boat? And I'm going to fill my boat completely <laughs> with bananas and fish with only banana themed lures in a banana costume. So Bananas and white lighters. You need white lighters too, Josh. <laughs> white lighters. I ain't never heard of that shit before. White lighters. Huh. That must be some Yankee stuff. I, I every 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 boat I've ever been on, it's been no white lighters. Huh. I never heard about that. But this leads into something else too, is like the stuff that you think up is is like it's just so creative. I mean are you how many how how many millilites are you drinking the night before you think of the shit that you're gonna do? Hey, I don't don't I don't mess with the creative process. Okay, <laughs> whatever happens happens. You know, I'm not. I literally sometimes sometimes I'll be laying at night and I'll wake up and I'll have an idea and sometimes it's out on on the water. I'm like, oh, it'd be really funny if I did this. I, I, there's really not a rhyme or reason to it. And I was like, you know, if I think it'll be funny, then I'll do it. And that's, I've got, a, I've got a list of like other, I've got some ones that are really out there that I don't know if the world is ready yet, but uh, I've got some. I'm ready. Cody, are you ready? Uh, hey, there's a very fine line between genius and insanity. So let her rip, Josh. Hey, I, 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 walk, I walk that tightrope every day. So. <laughs> what, what, does, what does Bill say about me, Lockwood? What every do you time say about he, you? Every time me and Bill, every time I'm on a recording with Bill, one of the first things that he posts afterwards in our in our Hooks at Hoodlums group chat is Paul is insane. <laughs> every time, never fails. He'll start reviewing the videos like Paul is insane. Oh, why does he rewatch them? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh I have my no god! Clue. <laughs> it's high quality entertainment. That's why. It, 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 it is, but he was there. He shouldn't have to watch it. <laughs> it's good. I've I've watched the 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 hood the hoodlum cast. I've rewatched it a few times because most of the times you're laughing so hard you miss all the little nuances in it. So you got to rewatch it two or three times. <laughs> Cody sit back. He's like, "Where are you bleeding from?" <laughs> uh, it's not an inside joke. Y'all go watch the, the Hoodlums Hoodcast or whatever. Uh, Hoodlum cast. I can't. Hell, I can't even talk right now. Hoodlum cast. Hoodlum cast. Hoodlum cast. <laughs> the last one. I had a. I had a little blood incident, and Cody. Cody has a. <laughs> a look of. Uh, he goes. He, you hear him talking right now. Well, I'm saying, damn y'all, I'm bleeding, and they're laughing. Blah blah blah. Cody goes just in the middle, and it gets quiet for a second. Goes. 
Where's the blood coming from? Because <laughs> you're like holding down here around your crotch, and you're going, I'm bleeding. I got blood. <laughs> I couldn't I wipe it on my shirt. Where the blood was coming from. Well, it's a good thing you wear the tie dye because at least you get kind of covered a little bit. Well, I had a red shirt on. I had my red Blizzard Brant shirt on that day. Was that we get see this is this is why this damn podcast without Alex goes two hours is right here <laughs> is because we ain't got nobody to bring us back in line. <laughs> damn Paul, it, boy. I've stopped trying to bring you back in line anytime <laughs> I've had any interaction with you. It's it's pointless. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Look, I just like to have a good time. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so so what about what are, what are the other little nuances about your channel, Josh? That that you put in there because you, it wasn't something that you saw was happening in other YouTube channels. I, I, honestly, I don't watch that many YouTube channels. I really don't, and I do that intentionally because it's like I, I would watch some, and it's you know not to knock any any particular credit, but like everybody does want to like you know the MTB box opening and trying to do it like a slam, you know, there's like, there, there's certain formats that, that like everybody does. And I was like, I don't want to get in a, in a, in a position where I'm, I'm recreating what I've already seen. Smart. So, That's smart, man. Honestly, the only channels that I watch are like my friends, like my friends. I, I watch like mm-hmm. hooks at Ryan and Hambone, like all the guys that mm-hmm. are on the TV that have their own channel. I, I watch all those guys and just be supportive of them. They got good content too. So I watch them, but as far as like the other guys, I really don't. I've often thought like it, it's weird. Like the kayak community is kind of like broken down into two like groups. I feel I've always felt like kind of like an outsider, really. Not that they're not welcoming, but I've always kind of come at it like a little bit differently because there's like one group that is like the real hardcore outdoorsmen, you know, they're the that, that hunt and hike and camp and do all of that stuff. I was like, I. Yeah, all these guys are like, oh, yeah, look, we're going to go up to the mountains and go hiking. And I'm like, I don't want to go up there. I, I, don't like, I don't even like going upstairs. Like, why would I want to stay? This man just said he don't like going upstairs. He ain't going hiking. I'm not going hiking. I had no desire. And it's like, oh, we're going to go camping in a tent. And I'm like, I make too much money to sleep on the ground. I have a bed. <laughs> I don't have any desire to do that. So, I I'm the, the, I don't really fit in with the outdoors crowd. And then there's a second one that's kind of like, um, and those are the really hardcore, like the tournament anglers. And they like the real competitive, you know, these are the hardcore guys that have, you know, all the nicest equipment and the gear and they take the tournament seriously. And I mean, I fish in the tournaments, but I certainly don't take them that seriously. I want to do good, but I'm not, I, I will never be at that level because I, I don't enjoy the tournaments enough to like do the work that's required, especially like the, the QC guys, those guys are so good. The top 10 in that club can beat anybody in the country as far as I'm concerned. And they, they put in the work and they're good and they're, that's what they do. And it's, I don't really fit into that group either. I mean, I enjoy doing it. I like going out and goofing off and you know hanging out with those guys, but I would never do the work that's required to, to be a tournament angler. So, so what it sounds like to me, what you're describing of who you are and what your channel is and what it's about is you are, you are just a regular ass old average person that wants to go fishing. Yes. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. And we're going to talk about some of your, your, uh, 
we're going to talk about some of the tournament angling because that that has become a big part of your channel. And then you scared me by almost taking that away. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Because I, I'm, go, I'm going to shame the shit out of you for that. Uh-oh. Did you just throw up? Oh, what happened? No, I had to get Josh another pass out. Oh, okay. Do you have a cooler beside you? Do you have a cooler beside you? I, I literally have a cooler beside me. Let so. me see it. This is this is wonderful. Let me see it. Y'all want to see some country ass people? We bring coolers <laughs> to the podcast. He's got his name on it. <laughs> look, look, he this guy's in construction. And we're gonna get to this story too. But he's in construction, and all construction people write their names on everything they own. That's because right. Somebody steals it. Somebody well, steals that's it. That's right. You can know it's sure. But you know what? You get your shit stolen every other day and can't ever find it. Yeah. It walks away. Yeah, it walks away. But in the in the off chance I ever find my stuff, I want to be able to accuse them of it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not only do we write our names on it, we also find sly little ways to put some kind of marker or, or or something on it where it's not easily. You see this right here? I put this X underneath the, the trigger. This saws all six inches below it. So I know it's mine. I break off the third the third slap of every air vent on every power tool I got. <laughs> so oh, uh, one of the things one of the things that you do is you'll and I, you've done it a couple times, I, I believe. Is you'll go, you'll do these like Walmart lure, the Bill Dance lure challenge thing. But you've done it with Walmart lures too, too. And I think some of the times that you've done it, I think. You, how, wait a minute. How many? How much did you spend in Walmart? What's the What's the name? Ozark Ozark Trail. What was that video where you spent like four hundred dollars on Ozark Trail? I, I, well, I want to be clear. I I never did a video where it was just Ozark Trail. Ozark Trail is those crankbaits are in my regular arsenal, and I love them because they are two dollars. They are two bucks, and I the, the way that I lose crankbaits, it's like the idea of buying like some high dollar Rapala, and then like if I if I bought like a Rapala and fifteen dollars and I lost it, I'd never forgive myself. So it's like I buy I buy the cheapest Ozark Trail lures and I use them. In fact, I almost I was this close to winning a tournament at Santee Cooper on Ozark Trail lures. And like that's when I caught back to back like 20 something inchers on a little two dollar red Ozark Trail crankbait. And I was like I was so close to, to winning that tournament. I was one fish away. But uh, yeah, I, I literally will go on Walmart because I think you got to like spend like $25 to get free shipping. You better believe I'm going to get the free shipping. So I, I think I bought like $200 worth of Ozark Trail crankbaits. I have just a giant bin filled with them. So yeah. I, if they ever, hey, ever want to sponsor somebody, let, let me know because I. There, I have nothing but good things to say about them, and mostly because they're so cost efficient. I'm a I'm a big fan of the beetle spins. You use the beetle spins at all, Josh? Oh, hell yeah! No, I, absolutely. I I don't really use like the full size ones. I have I set them up on my uh, on my micro light. I got the the little teeny tiny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do yeah. enjoy those. What, you in, but you've caught some fish on a on a, what we call a rooster tail down here inline spinner. You've caught some fish on that in your videos too. I've caught some. I've caught 
I did. Yeah, I've caught several nice fish on on a rooster tail. Yeah, just yeah. oh shit, dude! I inline spinner man. That's that's a that's like the that's like the throw and retrieve of the Ned rigs. Shit, that Meps rooster tail man. Them, them little Meps rooster tails are the ticket, especially yeah. early spring. Well, well, it, they don't last that? well though. If you get you catch two or three fish, they'd be bent the shit out of them. They don't work yeah, no more. But they catch them. shit, but still. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, and they ain't cheap though. They ain't cheap either. Meps is not cheap. They used to be, but not anymore. Yeah, but not anymore. Yeah, I like I like just the standard old white and gray warden's rooster tail, and that's and I, that's one of the the lures that I use. Like if I, I'm taking like somebody out that doesn't fish regularly and they don't really know what they're what's what they're doing, that is the best beginner lure of all Absolutely. time. That's what everybody grew up fishing, and there's there's a reason for that because. You know, especially if you're taking a kid out and they need practice casting, which you're going to get plenty of. You need practice retrieving. It doesn't take a lot of skill or effort to do it. And then, like, on top, it always catches fish. It may not be the mm-hmm. biggest fish, but it always catches fish. Multi-species at that. Yeah, brim, yes. bass, down here, down here, we call them jackfish. I mean, crappy. If, it, if catfish, if it's in the damn water, they'll eat it. Everything speaking you can of, know. Speaking of catfishing, I'm disappointed in you this year, Josh. I'm pretty sure you ain't going to be up for your catfish award this year. I I was nominated for the Golden Whiskers Award last year, and I decided that this was going to be the year. 2020. Yeah. 2020. Like, this is going to be the year that I, I take home a Golden Whiskers Award. And I, I don't know what – I lost my catfish mojo. I really Look, have. I used to – Always catch at least one accidental catfish every single video, and it, it was like clockwork. I, I don't know what it was, but I I have not really caught any at all this year, and it's it's disappointing. You're, I don't think I caught catfish. a catfish. I didn't catch a catfish in twenty twenty one. Huh? And I'm usually good for a couple accidentals myself. Well, this this dude put out like fifty two videos a year. I mean, uh, uh, for the year. And caught like fifty eight catfish. Yeah, <laughs> look, every, video, every video I had at least one. Look, his his tournament videos in twenty twenty, he would catch something and and he the spinning rev like zzz, zzz, zzz. oh 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 he get I'm saying oh man this is another <laughs> catfish it'd be like a six seven eight pound catfish every time. I, I, I did that in 2021 with about a 30 pound carp though on a on a uh, swim jig, and I thought I I thought I was in the money. I was yelling and screaming. I thought I had him, and then that sucker showed up. I kept screaming, "I'm in the money! I'm in the money!" And it was I mean it was a mamma jamma at least 35 inches, 24 25 pounds easy. Hey, hey Josh, you've caught a ton of turtles too. But tell us about the big old snapping turtle. You caught was it on a crankbait, wasn't it? I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I've lost count. I've caught I've caught them on bars, <laughs> whopper ploppers, crankbaits. There's there's one that I did like uh, it's coming up. It's like a Ned rig. No, I I've got another one. I I am Captain Turtle. I mean I can I can catch some turtles now. Look, this is the thing about Josh though. <laughs> He'll go out. He might not catch a bass in three videos in a row, which ain't true. I mean, he's always catching bass, but he'll have three, four videos in a row where he catches everything but a bass. 
mean, if we ain't talking about brim and crappy and those stupid shit, we talking about big ass catfish, turtles. I mean, you ain't caught a bird yet, have you? No, the Okeechobee video. I caught a bird. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When y'all were down there fishing with the guy, yeah, we had guys like real, 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 real. And that, yeah. guy, that guy, I was, I did a guided fishing trip on Lake Okeechobee. We were shiner fishing, and son of a gun, this bird came out and ate it. I was trying to get away, and yeah, caught the bird. And I was like, I'm sure that happens all the time. He's like, No, nah, it's never happened. <laughs> Look, Josh's buddy is catching fish left and right. Josh can't get a bite. And then all of a sudden, you start, Josh does something. And then you hear the guy's just like, he's like, real, 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 real. Josh, Josh is just a little behind in the bird. Hey, it counts. It counts. <laughs> it counts, Cody. Biologically, birds and fish are very closely related, so it counts, Josh. I, I was just thinking that the, I'm sure that it was like some endangered species or something. <laughs> and the fans will be after me. It's like the King of the Hill episode where Bobby killed the whooping crane. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And and uh, Boo Harris like, oh boy, got a little whoop crane going, going to hit the plug, and I went, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so we got the catfish award. You're not going to win it this year. You're probably not going to get nominated because you sucked at catching catfish. So can't be good, good at everything. <laughs> so you, you fish with Queen City Kite Bass Fishing Club, entity, whatever you want to call it, which is one of the largest grassroots clubs in the country. Average, like I think this past year, y'all averaged uh, 117 or 120 anglers a tournament. Huge turnouts. <clears throat> What's interesting is, 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 is no motors, it's manpower, <laughs> pedal or paddle. Damn, Cody, you all right? Good. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. 120 you got a people in a tournament. That's a big tournament. I mean, that's, that's average. That's the average. That's huge. Average. Wow. And it's no motors, and you fish it. They got some damn good anglers. I mean, and you you see a lot of these folks that that are in the you know fish national tournaments. People know them, and y'all fish some some badass lakes. I mean, you know, you know Norman, Hartwell, Santee, Murray. You know, some really awesome places, Lake James, which isn't a great fishing lake from everybody that I've seen fish here, but it's beautiful. Um, so. You, how long have you been in the fishing tournaments? I, I, I started right after I started started my channel. So this yeah. is all my second year doing tournaments. And so the you just year, finished your second year. Yeah, I just finished the second year. The first year was just, I mean, it was just a learning experience. And it, last year was the year that I was like, you know what? I actually want to try to make some moves mm-hmm. last year. And it's one of those things where like the top 20 made uh, TOC – and they had like a playoff spot, like a wild card spot. So top twenty, <laughs> top twenty five, in order to move on to the next level. Which in a club that size, I mean, twenty five sounds like a lot, but it's there's just a lot of people that, that are involved in that. Twenty five, I finished twenty sixth by like one or two points. I mean, it was I was just barely out of it. And where did you finish the year before, though? 
I think it was 30, 34, 32. I was in the 30s somewhere. And and when we talk about kayak fishing and content creation, kayak anglers, you know, a lot, I would say a majority, at least the ones I watch, the majority of their, their content is tournament related. And you, 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 you do both. You do the fun fishing, the kind of educational side of places to fish and the goofiness and the fun. But then you take the same, the same goofiness and fun and educational where you put in, you do the videos the same, right? And you, but now it's in a tournament setting where you're fishing from a tournament, but you're also coming at it as a new tournament angler. So you, you are touching a base of people in kayak fishing right now where there's huge, huge number of folks getting into kayak fishing in general. And then we have so many little grassroots tournament angling in the kayak world that, that they're wanting to get into that and they can see your progression. So they can see somebody that just got in a kayak and, you know, is in losing debts and shit and, and doing this and that and see, see how you've progressed through that. Because at one point this past year, you almost quit halfway through. Was it like April or May? It was, I don't remember when it was, but it was Hartwell, which was the absolute worst. <laughs> that was probably my worst day on the water. Not just my worst tournament. That was my worst day on the water, period. When I, when you say that it's it's one thing you go out and you don't get bites. I, this is nothing, I mean, either figure them out or you don't. This one, I was getting bites the whole time. I just lost every fish imaginable all day yeah. long. I've never you put lost a counter up. Yeah, I had a counter. I mean, it was double digits. I lost yeah. double digit fish on that event. And I was just so frustrated. And then I finally landed one and it jumped off the board. And I, well, I, could, I didn't get a photo of it. I mean, it was, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. And I, I thought I was going to turn it in. But fortunately, like the cheapskate in me, like kicked in. I was like, well, I've already paid my, my fee for the year. I'm going to stick it out. So I stuck it out. I fished every single but you also had some, you also had some members that reached out to you to help you, yes. which is, which is in, in my local clubs here in, in my area of North Carolina, they would do something like that. Who, who were the folks that you said it was one or two, but who, like, who were the, the folks that reached out to you to help you with that? It was, I mean, the, the tournament director, Vinny, uh, mm-hmm. reached out and gave me some, some, some tip, uh, tips. Um, it was, uh, Joey, uh, but it was also it was Chris Goodwin, who was the, the previous two-time angler of the year for QC. I mean, just an absolute, I mean, just a stud. That dude's as good as it can, as it gets. He took me out, like, specifically. He's like, hey, yeah. went over my setup, didn't make sure that I was doing it, showed me. And, I mean, I, had been, I hadn't been doing, like, the, the fluoro, the braid leader, and he showed me how to do that and the knot to use and how to set it up and went through all my gear and basically made sure that I was like, hey, when you're fishing this technique, this is how you need to do it. And uh, I mean, he didn't have to do that. And that was just, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just all the encouragement that I needed, you know, as far as, you know, I was like, these guys got my back and they, they, and I don't know if that would happen in other clubs where it's a competitive, when you got serious money on the line, I don't know if that would, that would happen, but yeah, he went out of his way uh, to take me out and, and show me some things. Again, I'm, I've been out of fishing forever. I mean, back my, my first go round, all you'd used was mono. You know, that was really, that's all you had. It was just mono. I, I think spider wire had just come out. Yeah, yeah. When I did, did you tie overhand knot or did you at least tie the old fisherman? <laughs> hey, I did a lot of overhand knots. That's the, 
For, with every overhand nut, it increases the strength, I think. If you can't tie knots, tie lots. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. If you tie a bunch of bunch of overhand knots, it's just as strong as anything else. That's right. Especially on mono. Especially on mono. <laughs> that is cool because Queen City, with averaging 120 people, you're talking about big money. You're talking like two grand a damn tournament. Yeah, I like, mean, I it's, mean, it's, it's guaranteed. Yeah. Last year was guaranteed, at, I think, 1,200. I think this coming yeah. year is going to be guaranteed 1,500. I mean, that's the lowest for, for a first-place finish. And uh, and it's usually higher just based on based on the numbers that are out there. That says a lot about not only the anglers in the, the club and the folks that you're fishing with and your fishing buddies, but it says a lot about you, too, because folks aren't just going to reach out to anybody to do that. You know, I mean, they had – they. They they had a vested interest to see you succeed, Absolutely. whatever success is. Absolutely. And so that says a lot about you too, as as what you do as an angler, and and you know I think it's it's not the YouTube aspect gives us that inside view of who you are as an angler and what we you know, let's say what you stand for, right? And so that draws people in on a personal level, and I think that's why your YouTube channel has really grown. Um, in this past year, because you're at what? How many? How many uh, subs are you at now? I think it's twelve, thirteen, somewhere around there. Okay, but you had a big jump from like that six or seven hundred mark to that thousand was pretty quick this past it, year, wasn't it? it? It comes and goes, but it's it's actually just been real slow and steady. I mean, it really has. It's just been a, a slow and steady growth. Um, but as far as like you know, like Chris like reaching out, I mean, I think that's more of a testament to him just being. He's just a good guy. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I have nothing but good things right. to say. And when we were out, he was like, he was like, listen, he was like, the whole reason I reached out is I just know how much this club has helped me. And it's just mm-hmm. a paying it forward situation. It's like, I just know how much I, how much enjoyment I've gotten out of this. And to see someone struggle and almost give it up, you know, on account of that, when there's probably just one or two little things we could tweak that would, that would make just a world of difference. And I, again, he didn't have to do that. And that's, uh, that, that's all on him. He's, I mean, just a, just a great guy. That's so huge. Go- that's huge. Especially to go over points like that, like, you know, different setups for different techniques and stuff like that. Cause you know, to, to learn that over time, I mean, eventually it starts stuff like that starts to fall into place as, as you learn the sport, but to have somebody break it down to you so it doesn't have to, you know, have to be learned over time is huge. It's huge. Well, I mean, and that's another thing. It's like I was I was expressing my like frustration is, you know, people will tell you that that when it comes to tournament fishing, the way you learn is to be in tournaments. Right, but right. I never really found that to be the case because I never even saw anybody. You know, it was like I, I got into tournament fishing when COVID was happening. And so we didn't have live weigh-in. We didn't have weigh-ins. It was, everything was virtual. And it's like, how am I supposed to get better when I go out, I leave by myself, I fish for eight hours by myself, I come home by myself, I go I attend a virtual weigh-in. I mean, I never even see or talk to anybody. So, I mean, aside from the time on the water, that was really the only benefit I was getting out of it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's speaking to Chris, I mean, he's like, live, live weigh-ins are where it's at because that's where you're – pick everybody else's brain. He's like, you don't talk. You just listen. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have no problem listening. You know, I, I just have to be in a, in a position where I'm there to listen to somebody. And it's, it was just very hard to do. Cause I mean, the past two years have been, have been, uh, you know, it's, everything's virtual. So it's hard to, you're missing out on that whole, that whole face-to-face interaction. Camaraderie. 
yeah, the camaraderie and the BS and that you do at oh. the weigh-ins and stuff, that, all that was gone, you know, the past few years. In, in, in the kayak scene, so this was, this was, this past year was my first year of fishing competitive kayak angling. Now, I've fished in some big, big bass, big boat bass clubs, well, club and some other stuff years ago. Yeah, people, people really didn't share what they were doing, but any, any kayak tournament, you know, folks will be, they're open about what they were doing in that tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they share that knowledge. It's a, it's an entirely different atmosphere at all. I mean, it's a, the, the kayak community is just, they're just a, a group of people unto themselves as far as they're just willingness to help everybody. And it's, uh, it, it's different. You don't get that. You don't get that in, in other sports, especially on the, uh, I mean, not only that, you know, you think about, uh, I think, I don't know if it's a financial thing, but I mean, if you've thrown down the money to buy a $60,000 bass boat and you're trying to recoup a little bit of your, your money, it's a, it's a different factor. You know, it's, it's completely different, different animal when your investment is, you know, you're trying to recoup an investment. And whereas, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can spend as much as you want to on a kayak. I mean, it's, there's all the bells and whistles that, you can spend as much or as little as you want to. Well, on that. I think it's just a also, different attitude. It's, it's more of an entry level sport. Whereas right. I, I see, I've run into like people doing like high school bass boat clubs. And I'm like, how, why are high schools doing bass boats? Why are these guys not in kayaks? Cause you talk about like a barrier to entry. I mean, what high school kid has access to a bass boat, you know, aside of, unless it's their parents that have money, you know, they should be doing kayak tournaments and getting, getting these kids involved in that. Well, I mean, and my thoughts on that, it's exactly kind of what you touched on, you know, it, it, not that, not that it's an entry level cause it kind of is, but, but also you're not, you know, you're not in a $60,000 boat. So, you know, you don't know too many people who want to get started fishing or, you know, want to get started bass fishing or even fun fishing that are going to go drop 60, 80 grand on a bass boat. You know, they're going to start out in something, you know, something smaller or whatever. So, you know, it just leaves more of an open community when you, when you're amongst paddlers. Now I fish out of a canoe, but still canoe life, you you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not fishing with guys that are in $80,000 boats with a hundred thousand dollars worth of electronics you, you know what i mean so it's more apt to share when you're around other paddlers because you're just not you know you don't feel like that you're some kind of big shot because you're sporting around a hundred thousand dollar bass boat you know what i mean well on the kayak side too on the grassroots level you have you know you you have a hundred people show up for a tournament and let's say you win the tournament and you know prices differ, so we don't talk about that for entry level. But you put in for big bass and pay your tournament fee, and you come out there and let's say you win big bass in that tournament with a hundred people. It's not outside of the round that you win seventeen hundred to two thousand dollars. I mean that's 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 that is probably somewhere in that range, average, and you at least around here in my area. You ain't winning that kind of damn money winning no bass boat tournament at a grassroots level. And then you right. talk about, let's talk about making the money side of it. 
you put, add in fuel, insurance, all the other things that go with that. I mean, you know, you take, I'll, I'll take my damn three thousand dollar Hobie PA out there, and if I win twelve hundred dollars on that thing, <laughs> I I won a I won a lot. I won close to twelve hundred dollars. That bass boat, you, I mean, yeah, that bass boat, a hundred people, you. Know, and we're talking about the same. What's the entry fee? Is it a hundred dollars, and you win ten thousand? Okay, I mean, well, it's still a hundred dollars, but now I'm paying thirty five and winning twelve. Yeah, it's just I. There's there's it's the entry level part of it. We could talk about this stuff all day long. I don't want to get off on a tangent too big about that, but you know, it's it's the aspect that I can I can take a kayak and I can competitive fish. And take me for instance. Would I love to have a, a, a thirty thousand dollar bass boat? Hell yeah, I'd love it. But first of all, I don't have room. I have nowhere to put it. So then I have to pay to store it. But my kayak sits in my garage. I can throw that thing in my truck and, and go. You know, I don't have to pay all this stuff on. I have to go take it to get the engine worked on. You know, I don't have to worry if the engine tears up. You know, I ships I got pedals. It I mean my leg, my leg I mean, what you you hit on it exactly. It's like like you have a bass boat, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll use it. But then it's like, in order to take the thing out, I mean, it's just a hassle. You got to hook it up. You got to make sure all your batteries are charged. Got to be cleaned up. You got to be like several days out in order to just hook it out and have a good time. Whereas my kayak sits in the back of the truck. If I happen to get off early one day, I'm going to the water. You know, and it's already yeah. there. And there's no there's no overhead. There's no headache. There's no nothing. You just you just Throw it in the back and go. I, I don't know why. I have no desire to go back to bass boat. I, I, I have zero desire. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in the kayak for good. You also, you also had a wonderful experience to make you not want to have another bass boat. <laughs> hey, hey it's, it was a it was a learning experience. I'll tell you that, yeah, and yeah. I learned that that is not my cup of tea. Look at Tally. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Bass and Brews is a professional podcast, and this man has blown his nose, picked his teeth, I, I th- scratched his back, and now he's got his That's dog over there. <laughs> what you don't know? I just know got is- my fly shooter because I got, it's 28 degrees out, but somehow I got a fly in my house that keeps wanting to land on my face. <laughs> oh, no. He always oh, just no. wants to land on my face, so I'm waiting for him to light somewhere so I can blast his ass. Look, are you about to shoot a fly off your face with a fucking salt gun on this podcast? No, but I did. I shot one off my foot over the summer. It didn't feel too good. <laughs> I have been shot with rock salt before out of a shotgun in my ass when I was a kid because I was stealing watermelons. Felt about the same. <laughs> he sound like, Josh, he sounded like he from Pageland stealing watermelons. <laughs> I don't know. Like he was describing that story, and I'm just imagining like you know some some old lady is like got a fresh pie sitting in the window, and he comes jumping over the fence, and then steals the pie, and then leaves a dollar up there. <laughs> old man George Hopkins, he was notorious for shooting people with rock salt, stealing watermelons from his watermelons patch. So, how many speeding tickets did you get, Matt B, South Carolina, Josh? Huh? I, I, how many? <laughs> I am a conscious driver. I, I am so conscientious. <laughs> I have gotten, of course, I've now jinxed myself. I've gotten zero in Mac. So I, Josh, I is, 
Josh is getting a speeding ticket and a seatbelt ticket tomorrow morning headed to work. <laughs> I, I, I jinxed myself, but yeah, no, I, I somehow I have I have avoided that speed trap, and I mean, I, you know, it's coming. You know, it's coming. So I was like, hey, I'll go five under. I don't care. He is a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> abide. That's where he got the name. Abide. The dude abides. What's next for abide fishing on YouTube? Um, I, I think I'm just going to stay the course. Really, I mean, I think I got a good thing going on. Um, I've got lots of. Uh, I plan on hitting a, a bunch of new spots that I have not been able to go <laughs> to. That I'm kind of waiting until springtime to to hit those um basically my goal is i have all uh every public launch within an hour and a half of my house like in my phone i just got a list and i'm just checking them off so i'm gonna check them all off and then when i get them all done i'll uh, i'll start at the top again but like like long term I, I don't know what i really want to do with the channel other than like it would be nice to like get to the point where I have enough of a, of a, of a base where I can at least get the hobby to pay for my hobby. And that's kind of really what it's not really to make money at it, but it's more like I've often thought like if somebody has a guide service, you know, and I get enough subscribers or get enough, you know, people involved in my channel where I can reach out to them. Hey, take me out on a day that you don't have anybody booked. I think you, you basically have a 30 minute commercial, you know, and that's, you get your advertisement, you know, I get a free trip out of it. If I can use the channel to to subsidize my subsidize my hobby, that would be ideal. That's what I would I'll, I'll trade you a trip for a 30 30 minute commercial this year. Come down and fish with me. Let's go. Up to Maryland, oh, I should yeah, say. Maryland? That's fine. I, I got hey, I'm a government employee. I got I got plenty of vacation time. Okay. Come on up, so, buddy. Josh, Josh, go check out Lockwood Fishing on Instagram okay. and look at some of the damn fish he be catching. Like we, it, it's 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 legit. You going up there? You gonna catch you? What's your what's your biggest bass? Uh, seven two nine. Cody, could I'll you break you, that? I'll get you. I'll get you close to it. If I'll get you close to it. My biggest that, fish this year, last year. Of course, I don't weigh them too much, but it was it was twenty four inches in a small piece. So, I mean, that's putting you in in the high six, low seven range for yeah. us. But he's also catching handfuls of those fish in one trip. Like, he ain't catching one every night again. He's catching five, six of those in a trip. All right, well, let's do it. Let's do it. I've got several three-day weekends coming up. So when, Whenever you want, man, just touch base with me, uh, uh, Josh, and, and, you know, whenever you want to come. I, I fish by the moon, so I like to do it on, on a good moon phase. So – you know, you you give me some dates. I'll check the moon phase and be like, this is when it's going to be the best. Come on up and come do it, man. It, it, it's a blast. I got a beautiful spot to fish. One of the one of the prettier spots on the East Coast, actually. That sounds good, man. I, I need to get, I need to get you guys to teach me how to do like you guys are like so good at like the Instagram stuff. That's that's like another thing that like. <laughs> I suck at and I hate it. I I, I, really, I love the YouTube. YouTube is kind of like my baby, but like all the other ones, I, I don't understand Instagram. I don't understand Twitter. I've got all of these things. And I have no uh, idea what they are or how to use them. So so TikTok and well, TikTok and Instagram. Let's take those. The easiest thing for you to do. Hey, fellas, you I gotta let my dog out one second. Ooh, good go luck. Ahead. 
shit, this motherfucker. So Instagram and TikTok, you already do the content. You already have the video content to create reels or TikTok videos. So all you have to do is just take that 15-minute video that you put out on YouTube and take a 15 to 30-second clip off of it and put it into one of those platforms, and that's it. Post it. That's it. You've already got the content. I mean, just start posting. I mean, that's the big... It's the same thing you did with YouTube. Just start putting shit out there. And once you kind of get the feel of it, then you can start dialing in hashtags and all. there's all this other shit that you can do. But literally, you have the hardest part of all of the social media is the content. You've got the content. Now all you need to do is take 15, 30. You, you, I think you can get up to a minute on some, some stuff. Cut it and put that shit on Instagram. <laughs> Or TikTok and put some music to it. I mean, you've already you're already doing it long form. Now you're just doing it in a quick little section. It's that it's it's literally you want to know how to just do it. That's what you just do. Now, once you kind of get which platform you want and how you wanna which one you wanna grow, then you can dive into the specifics of those two. But they they, they're integrated in with each other too. So, so a lot of people now they do their stuff through TikTok and they it it all they automatically upload it to Instagram like Instagram Reel. But it's it's that simple, or it's as simple as taking a picture and then posting it on Instagram. I mean, you already you already have the hardest part done. You've already done the editing. You have the content. You you know where it is. All you gotta do is now 15, 30 second, one minute clips, whatever it is. Take it, put it on the platform, and post it. That damn simple. Yeah. I think you simplified it a lot, but I'll just give you a heads up. I'm going to be hitting you up just so you can get me, get me more involved on those, uh, those other platforms. Cause there's a lot of people on those platforms that, but I just, that's another thing. It's like, I just don't know what to use it for, I guess is my thing. It's like, I often feel like if I have a YouTube video that I'm proud of and I chop it up into little segments, it's like, I feel like I'm cheating the Instagram because it's, it's a lesser version of what I'm already proud of. No, man. No, taking taking long form and chopping it up and putting it out there drives people to the YouTube because they want to they if people are interested, they want to go see the long form. They want to see what else is in there. So that's that, you know, that's it. You, I, I'll talk to you about damn Instagram and this shit all day. But I know I, I'm not an expert. I'll tell you what I know. And then I can get you in touch with people that know a lot more than I do. But yeah, I mean, it's to me like I mean, look at some of the stupid. I I gained the most followers this past year when I started taking a a selfie video of me holding up a fish and naming that some bitch Josh. Hey y'all, look here! Now I caught Josh. Josh, go be free! I throw the fish back and it swims off. Like those reels probably averaged, which it, this isn't a lot, right? This isn't a lot, but for me, it was a twelve, thirteen hundred views. Holy crap! I mean, it's just, it's you stupid shit like that. And it kind of comes from what you did with your YouTube. I was like, what, what? I watch all these YouTube reels. I mean, these Instagram reels and YouTube shorts. Like what, what is nobody doing? And just popped in my head. Well, nobody's naming their fish before they throw them back. And so that's what I did. And I, that's what generated a lot for me, especially when I was catching a lot of fish. I'd go fishing. I'd catch five or six fish. And if I did that twice a week, well, damn, that's 10 reels. 
that's 10 or 12 pieces of content. And, and, and so creating content is you have to be, and we I've talked about this with other people on this before is they are the, the successful people say you got to be consistent. Now you can't be consistent posting once a month or once every two months, but it, you know, at least once every two weeks, depending on what you're putting out there. But when it comes to these, to TikTok and Instagram, they're playing to our um, our attention span is equals nothing, and so that's why the swiping, right? So that's why the fifteen like second me video, on, like me on Tinder. Yeah, you. Oh my god! Oh my god, Cody! I want you to hear this story, Josh. Y'all, y'all, we going? All right, we're gonna take a timeout right here. We ain't going nowhere. We just gonna take a. We're going to run out in the right field. Y'all know how y'all put all the kids that can't pay attention in right field when you play like T-ball Little League? We go into right field, y'all. Josh, tell Cody and our listeners about the tender story of the one you met whose whose daughter snuck I out on y'all. You, you prefaced it by the, the story of the, the tender story. I've got several of them, but I'll tell you the one about the – yeah, Okay. So, tell, no, tell us, tell us your favorite. Tell us your favorite okay. one. I know this one. This one is this one is probably the most well family friendly of, of all. Of them. <laughs> whoa, 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 This this ain't a friendly friendly like you get. This is twenty one and above. You tell whichever one you want. Okay, I know this one. This one is not. I mean, I'm going to tell the uh, the one with the daughter, the daughter story. So you, you you're aware of this one, but all right. So I Cody, met- listen. Years on. I'm listening. Of course, n- nothing good ever comes from Tinder, and that's where this story starts. So, I, I was on I was on Tinder, matched up with this woman, and uh, anyways, I was, we decided to go on a date. And she t- she relays to me that she's. I was like, "Where do you want to meet? Let's go to this place." She's like, "I don't really know where this place is." Actually, I, let's let's. This is gonna sound really weird. However, I am in the process of moving from Alabama to Charlotte Rock Hill area, and I would actually like to stay somewhere <laughs> close to where I'm staying at the hotel. I haven't found a place yet. I'm staying at a hotel until I find a place. I said, "Okay, well, this is weird." As I tell the story, just think of the red number of red flags that are coming up because there's several. That would have been um, red flag number one. Well, there's several. There's several. Just, so, Cody, sound listen. like an in call to me. Just, so I, listen, I give, it's not I give what you her, think. It's better than what you could ever imagine, Cody. I give her several options of like, you know, different bars and restaurants around the hotel where she's staying. And she tells me, well, I actually prefer to just like have a drink and, and a meal at the hotel bar. And I said, Okay, all right, we can do that. So we decided to meet at the hotel bar. At this point in time, hold on, stop. At this point in time, we're like, man, this is going to be expensive. (laughs) And I'm not even leaving our hotel room. Well, I thought it was going to be good. I mean, I was was going to, I mean, that's a small price to pay. So I, uh, I, I I I was like, all right, so let's let's go. She's like, well, I just want you to know that, like, you know, my, my daughter is staying with me, and I have a babysitter lined up, and the babysitter is going to be there at seven thirty, so we'll meet at eight. Like, oh right, lord! So I show up at the bar. She shows up, and then tells me that, like, 
you know, I'm so glad that we decided to, to, to meet here. And I was like, well, why is that? And she goes, well, my babysitter canceled. <laughs> I said, okay. She's like, well, the kid's still upstairs. And I was like, well, we need to sit here so I can keep an eye on the elevator so that she doesn't escape. And I'm like, what? You just left a child unattended, <laughs> like uh, up in the room by herself. And then she tells me, oh, no, 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 no. It's not what you think. And I was like, what do you mean it's not what you think well my daughter is actually an a, a 20 year old woman who is addicted to drugs and she's currently detoxing in the room but i have to keep an eye on it because she's escaped and gone on a bender before oh, hold on how many how many staircases because this daughter run out of I, <laughs> is she worried about the elevator she was worried about the elevator Sounds like a good opportunity for a two for one, if you ask me. It gets weirder. It gets Cody, weirder. Cody, Cody, Cody. The babysitter canceled on her 20-year-old daughter. Not two, 20. So we sit there. And so anyway, I'm like, why did you not leave? Why, why were you like, this ain't a good idea? If I knew it wasn't a good idea. I the knew. babysitter didn't cancel. She showed up and saw a full adult in the corner <laughs> going through sweats of detox. and was like, no, not for me. Thank you so much. Well, again, I, I knew it was bad. But another problem is this, this woman was a talker. Like, so she sat down and proceeded to talk. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get a word in. So she talked and talked and talked and talked, ordered a meal, talk, 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 talk. And the whole time I'm trying to figure out a way out of here because I'm like, this is not good. But she goes on to tell me that like, that she, uh, <laughs> that she spent all of the uh, last year, she had contracted COVID, had a stroke and had like, had to relearn how to walk and talk for a year. And then she had some kind of, I, I don't know, some kind of ailment. And she was going through all of these surgeries. So I, I really think I was like dating, like on a date with like two thirds of a person, because there was, it doesn't sound like there was a whole lot left. Like after all these surgeries and the things that they were removed. Um, I'm sitting there still trying to get out of this. And it gets then, better, and then, You're way more polite than I am, Josh. (laughs) This young woman comes up, sits down at the table. Like, I put together that it is the the daughter, the detoxing daughter. They proceed to get into a fight, like like an argument. And then they they tell me, they tell me. They tell me that, like, she's arguing that she needs to take her car to her boyfriend's house because he's got to work in the morning and this, that, and the other, and she'll be back in 45 minutes. So the mom agrees to let the daughter leave. So the daughter leaves. Daughter leaves. So then, while all this is going on, the girl that I'm on the date with, the woman I'm on the date with, she tells me that, you know, that she doesn't have a, uh, that her credit card was stolen, probably by the daughter, because... And that, that she had another credit card that was being sent to her, but, you know, but because she had a hotel, you know, that there was, didn't have a good address, but it was being sent to a friend. And so she had called the friend to have the debit card, like, brought to her. So I'm still sitting there trying to get out of this date. At this point, this weirdo, Quasimodo-looking guy here, had, like, a hunchback, like, and he comes waddling over. He waddles over, sits down. Apparently, it's the friend that has the debit card. 
I'm on a first date. He orders a chicken sandwich. <laughs> He's eating a chicken sandwich. And I'm like, who is this guy? Why is this guy here on my date? He's all quasi loaded up with his hump. He was the pimp. <laughs> I don't know. And so anyway, he orders a chicken sandwich. He eats the whole sandwich while we're there. I flagged down the, the, the waiter. I ended up driving the bill. I paid for Quasimodo's chicken sandwich. Yes, you did. And I was like, so the guy left. And so I was like, yes, right. you did. Did you I end up like, paying for the hotel room at the end of well, the night? I, I, let me tell you, I was like, I got to get out of here. So that's good. So I was like, so I stand up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm just get out of here. So I start leaving. And then. The girl's Cody phone, gets better. Cody girl, gets better. The girl's phone goes off. She had set a, she had set an alarm to go off forty five minutes. So of course the daughter wasn't back at that time. <laughs> we walk out. She follows me out to the front of the hotel. At this no. point, she's like, she's like, what is that? Apparently the car was still like parked, like in the front seat. <laughs> she never even took the car to the boyfriend, and she starts like just proceeds to lose it. And I was like. As understanding as I could have been, I was like, well, your daughter's not a criminal genius because I would at least move the car out of the way because you're at the front door. Um, so she's like, I don't know if I can go through this and this, that, and the other. She just like starts bawling and just starts like hugging on me and stuff. And I'm like, just uh, there, there. And I was like, and then she proceeds to tell me, she's like, I know this is not the way I wanted our first date to go. And I was like, well, no, no crap. This is not a good date. Like, I just want you to know, I really liked you. We should do this again. And I was like, wait, you got so much shit going on. No, we should And I think I ended the date with good luck with all that. And then I walked away. <laughs> Hey, did you check your pockets after she hugged you? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I mean, it's truly. Quasimodo was definitely the pimp. They're like, they're like this is the greatest Tinder date ever. He actually paid for our food this time. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes, you did. I'm a lucky that's, what you got. that's all you got off with. Southern hospitality is what how, how long how long was this the story took like less than 10 minutes, but how long was this date? We met at eight and we probably I probably left almost 10 30, 11. But then oh my God. it wasn't voluntarily. I was trying to leave the entire literally the entire time. Oh just, my god. Every time I thought I had it out, like some other crazy character would come into the picture. What was what was the other long tender story that you posted about? <laughs> that was the one where yeah, that, that was well. I, that, that's too that's too long of that's too long of a story. But like I, I cliff also, notes, cliff notes. I, I showed up. I mean, the, the woman showed up several minutes late. I mean, not several minutes, like almost an hour late. While I'm there, like I'm there, I'm waiting for her to show up and I'm nervous drinking at the bar. And then next thing I know, like I, I kind of like lock eyes with the bartender that's there and come to find out 
I had also messaged her on Tinder, but uh, <laughs> at a different time. And so now I'm there semi drunk by myself, looking like a creeper, like still double of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'm about to, I about leave. And then my date shows up. And like, that's when I realized like how deceitful, like, internet dating profiles could be because oh, like, yeah, like, buddy. on the internet profiles, you look like very like punk rock, like, you know, Miami Inc. That type of thing. But she showed up in like real life. It was more like, my name is Earl, like white trash. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was not good. It was not what I was expecting. And then she shows up and was like, oh, Josh, and gives me a hug. And I was like, well, if I didn't know any better, I think this chick was drunk. <laughs> Suspicion confirmed when she's like, we got to go get a drink. Throws her purse up on the bar and like mini bottles go rolling out. All <laughs> she's like scooping up the mini bottles. Oh, oh my God. yeah. Uh, yeah, buddy. How long did you drag that date out for? Well, this one I knew was going to be a train wreck and I stayed for the train wreck. And so... <laughs> I'll give you a little bit more of this story. So she's like, oh, let's go grab a seat. So we go sit down at the at the at the sofa. And then she's doesn't apparently never disclose that not only was she like a smoker, she was a chain smoker. So she starts like like getting all like amorous with me, but it was like in between puffs of the cigarette. So she's like <laughs> she started like nibbling on my ear, so it would be like nibble, nibble, nibble. <laughs> Nibble, nibble, but it was in between puffs of the cigarette. I was like, this is disgusting. She's like, smokes like a chimney. So hold up. So hold up. She was a female Lockwood. <laughs> Did you seal the deal? That's the question. <laughs> yes, he left. He left in time. Yes. <laughs> For the sake of this story, I'm going to cut it right there. But there, there's, there's more stuff to this. But it's welcome to my life and dating in 2020. I mean, it's it's pretty. Uh, right. pretty. Luckily, luckily, the pitcher struck out all three batters, and the right fielder didn't have to do anything because this shit. <laughs> look that damn first story. That first story, I read that shit so many. I saved that post and turned on <laughs> notifications. <laughs> just to see all your people on Facebook be like, what is wrong with you? Why did you? <laughs> I, I, I've never, I, again, I don't, the female species is a mystery to me. I don't. <laughs> hey, Josh, oh one, web, one website that you need, skiptogames.com. No more Tinder. <laughs> is that a real one or is that like a adult site? <laughs> No, skip the games. Look it up when we're done here tonight. <laughs> All right. So so we, we're at an hour and a half. I said I was going to keep this shit at an hour and a half. We're going to be a few minutes late. So we, we're going to get into, <clears throat> Josh, this is the shotgun round oh, of Bass it. and Brews. Besides the opening uh, statements, this is the only thing that is scripted. These questions are super important. I ask you a question, you answer it. There's no thinking. There's no saying some answer that ain't an answer. I ask a question, you answer it. You got it? Got it. Crocs or flip-flops? Flip-flops. And if you answer this question, any of these questions wrong, because I'm going to break the shit out of you. (laughs) Flip-flops suck, because when you step in water fishing in flip-flops, 
They get all slimy and slippery. <clears throat> they just don't work. I thought this was open-ended. <laughs> you all aggressive with me, Paul. It, it, well, no, I'm just saying that answer is wrong. Have you seen my Croc videos? I have not, no. Oh, my God. See, yeah, I'm fishing Crocs, no socks, year-round. I Last year, 18 degrees at a tournament, I'm out there in Crocs and no socks. But then you, you also have the whole problem with the – it leaves the weird suntan on you. It looks like you've got, like, a leprosy thing going on. What 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 asshole wears his Crocs when you could get a sunburn? You take them off. The only reason you wear them is you wear them at the ramp so you don't step on a hook. Well, that doesn't no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work on the, the I have a native slayer and the, the pedals have those little metal things on it. See, if it, you had it, a hobie, they would metal, be nice, metal, gentle pedals that wouldn't hurt your little gentle feet. Look, you're also talking to Cody Lockwood and Paul Roberts, and both of us probably wear shoes um a third of the times that we're not wearing shoes. Yeah, shoes are uh, are pretty much optional. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Biggest part I, of my I would, life. I would, prefer, I would prefer not wearing the shoes while I'm fishing. However, the native it has the the pedals have those metal things on them, those metal cleats. That doesn't. Josh, I, I cut grass. Well, I don't cut grass anymore because where I live, I don't. I can't cut my own grass. But before I did, I cut grass barefoot with a push mower, <sighs> and I weed eat it barefoot. Matter of fact, I go barefoot enough. I've gone to my local bar numerous times and got out the truck and been like, fuck, I ain't got no shoes on. Guess what I did? I still went. I like the <clears> stinging <throat> sensation on your bare feet when you're weed whacking. Mm-hmm. It was weed eating <laughs> down here in the South. Anyway, <laughs> see, we already messing this shit up. I, 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 I accept your answer. I don't agree with it. Try cross. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them a shot. But I don't know. It's. I'm not necessarily going for the big fashion statement. But I, I don't know. They just, <laughs> but there ain't nothing fashionable about no Crocs. Do you wear the spandex like all your Queen City boys fishing? No. no. <laughs> I, 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 I don't do that either. I don't do, you know, <laughs> they are. It would be. It would be Ball City. <laughs> what? All right. All right. All right. Maybe we'll add that one in. Spandex pants or no? Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> spandex or or, or or no decks. <clears throat> All right, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Oh, no. Good answer. Not. Absolutely not, no. No no Lock fruit at all. No fruit at all on pizza. There you yeah. go. Lockwood, I can't remember. What, I, wasn't, what, I can't remember what you said. I wasn't part of the, the host nah, then. But. Cheese. Cheese, buddy. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. I'm a purist. Cheese pizza. So, you gonna spend more on a rod or a reel, Josh? I don't spend much on either one, but rod probably. I, I, that's the only. That's literally the only. I have. I have a a Saint Croix a rig rod, and that's the only expensive rod that I have. But then I have a Black Max reel on it, so <laughs> nothing wrong with the Black Max, buddy. They're no, they're workhorses. In a three-hour session, you want to catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? Seven. Seven. My man. My seven. Man. Quality, over, quality over quantity. There Amen. we go. 
Jigs over wacky, rubber worms. Wacky rig or Texas rig? Wacky. I knew that. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, it's wacky only because that's that's part of the. I don't like fishing docks, and that's the only thing that I can I can manage fish to fish up. docks with. I, I, I hate fishing <laughs> docks, but I can slip that thing up under a dock and almost yeah. make it enjoyable. Well, when you go to Norman, you have to fish docks. You have to. You have to. Because there's 85, 30 million. Yeah. I mean, there, there is no place where you cannot fish docks. You have to. None of the lakes that I live on, Harris Falls or uh, Jordan, no docks. I have yet to fish a wacky rig. Well, thank God, because you would probably ruin it by being so handsome. <laughs> hey, so on that, Josh, are you going to come over here and fish Jordan when QC comes this way? Are they at, is, Are they going to Jordan? Yeah. Okay. By they, you. Uh, possibly, yeah. Dude, it's two and a half hours. If you don't bring your ass over here to Jordan... I'm going to drive down there to where you are. I'm going to find out where you live. And I'm going to throw eggs at your house. I'm going to pee on your tires. I'm going to rub grease on the inside of your handles. I'm going to find your kayak. I'm not going to do anything bad to it, but I'm going to put Hobie stickers on it. I'd rather you just egg my house. (laughs) Well, all that's going to happen. (laughs) All right. Slow jams or hype music. Um, slow jams. Excuse me. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Jesus. This man has flatulated every Where? way he could except for a poop. Have you no podcast? Cooth? Have you no cooth? <laughs> Josh, are you eating largemouth bass? Yes or no? No. What no. the hell is wrong with you? Are you serious? No. Why? You see, Paul. Not everybody from the South eats them. Well, it's not. It's not just. I, I don't. I don't. I don't eat anything that I that I catch. Only because it's like it's too much work. By the time you what if things, what if I caught what if I caught a mess of largemouth, filleted them out, fried them, and all you had to do was eat them? I'd eat them. Okay, so you eat them. largemouth? Yeah, I, I would. Yes, it's not that I'm opposed to it. I would. I, I just don't like the, the the hassle. I was like, they got why, why do people? Why do people make this question so hard? Do you eat fucking largemouth or not? Yes or no? Oh, no, I ain't going to catch him and clean up. That ain't the answer. That ain't the question. I think, it's a misleading, I think it's a misleading question because that's what I'm thinking. Is like you never go to a restaurant and see largemouth bass on the menu. So what do you eat Unless you're cleaning on yourself. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You don't see largemouth. You don't see no brim either. Yeah, it's true. I don't eat brim either. <laughs> All right. This is what we're known for. This is what Bass and Bruise does. We ask the hard questions. Give me your, you, you know, as, as anglers, we love sandwiches. Yeah. So tell me, what are your top three sandwich meats? I'm trying not to think too much on this. I'm just going to go with my gut because I don't know if this is qualified, but a barbecue sandwich. like Don't fuck it up. That's all I got to say. Don't fuck it up. Barbecue sandwich. Barbecue sandwich. Okay. Like a Philly cheese steak. Okay. 
I mean, that's a, that's not, I don't know if that's a sandwich or a hoagie. That's what I'm saying. It's like one's it's a, a sandwich. Actual, it's a sandwich. I think they're both sandwiches. It's a sandwich. So, so, so we got, so we got pulled pork, we got steak, mm-hmm. and I would probably go with like a, a good club with like a turkey and ham for my cold. Okay, so that's, that's four, that's four, but that's okay. You, you did good. We, we, you got barbecue, which I think we've only had once before. We haven't got the steak sandwich before, so that's a shaved steak. That's a good one there. Mm, that damn, I might go make one of those tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got my two hot sandwiches and then my cold sandwich. <laughs> Do you eat any food when you're out fishing during the day? I don't. I don't. I've never. You've never. You've never been eat. I think you've had a snack or once or twice when you've been out there, but. I, I don't. I basically just take a, like a giant coffee or two, and that's that's all I use all day. Oh, shit. We're about to forget the most important thing of the night. So, y'all, <clears throat> I know we just finished a podcast, so this is bonus, bonus material. So, Josh posted one of his wacky videos of him losing his uh, uh, work jacket in the wintertime. And he shows the jacket, you know, he loses it. He's going through the video. You can find the video. I can't remember when it was. I think it was a winter of 2020, right? I don't remember when it was. But I remember yeah, it, was, see, it was Lake Norman. I don't remember yeah, when. Yeah, so it was winter 2020 or, or, or early 2021, somewhere in there. So he shows the jacket floating off. And then there's this dialogue of what happens to the jacket. So, Josh. Tell us about you losing Cody. Did you like the story, his tender story? I did. This is this right here is going to make you punch holes in your wall. So, Josh, <laughs> tell tell us about tell us about you losing your favorite jacket. All right. So this was my my work jacket, and I mean it's not necessarily the most stylish of jackets. It's like that high vis. It's a big ass yellow jacket. It's a big ass yellow jacket, but it's super warm, and so like I would use it at work, and I would use it at home as well. And so, anyways, I was out fishing in my in my normal clumsiness. Like I was out fishing. Apparently, at some point, it fell off the back. I never see it. Of course, I fished the entire day. I get back. (laughs) I realized I don't have my jacket, don't know where it is. I had to like review the tape and like go through and find that like my yellow jacket had fallen out. And sure enough, you can see it like disappear into the distance. <laughs> thought it was gone. Thought it was it's gone. Like it's, Wilson. Just... it's like Wilson. It's like Wilson. It, it, it's Wilson. like Wilson. It, yeah, it is. Except he didn't know Wilson was floating away. Yes. So he just he disappeared off into the, the sunset. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, I lost my jacket. It is what it is. So I, the fish that I caught that day, I also have like a fish brain account. So I just happened to post like those, the fish that I caught on fish brain. And then just as a joke, I put down at the bottom, oh, by the way, if anybody sees a high biz jacket floating out in Lake Norman, let me know it's mine. Just as a joke. What do you know? I have a guy message me. Hey, I have your jacket. I was like, well, you've got to be kidding. What are the odds? And so I responded. And I was like, dude, that, you don't understand how much this means to me. I was like, let me let me know when and where I can come get it. I'll uh, I'll get you a lunch or something. And he goes, he then responds, says, it's going to cost a lot more than lunch. And I said, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, 
jackets way more expensive than lunch, bub. And I was like, what? Are you? I was like, are you legitimately like holding my jacket ransom now? I was like, because if that's the case, I don't negotiate with terrorists. You can, <laughs> I, can keep the jacket. I don't care. And sure enough, yeah, he ended up taking my jacket, which it was clearly mine. Not only was it mine, and like I had it, you know, how many high-vis jackets are floating out there? It actually had my name badge on it with my name and my picture. <laughs> oh, like, dude. It probably had your initials written on the tag. And yes. Shortly. Yes. So, Josh, this is what I want to do right now today. because You, you should have not- agreed to a price and then met up with him, Josh, and then punched him in his dumbass fucking face. I was not thinking that far ahead, but that was a good plan. The beauty of that plan is it's simplicity. <laughs> Thank you. So, Josh, Josh, today on Bass and Brews, you, you kept this man's name secret i we want to know who this is so we can get your jacket back uh i don't remember the guy's name because because it's an alias on fish brain and i don't remember i honestly don't remember what the name was look look, we have to find it because let me take aliases on social media are easily findable by smart people and we got some geniuses that listen to this podcast we we want him to we want your jacket back. We need a name. I, I, I will have to get it to you offline. I don't I don't I have a real high vis. I don't I don't remember I don't remember the guy's name, but I will that's I will, fine. That's I will fine. Find it and give it to you. That's another thing. I also don't want to give him any any kudos on this uh, on on the professional broadcast here. But, but uh, this this shit he this is he ain't getting no fucking kudos. He's about to get harassed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if y'all ever watched the uh, the old Sleepy Hollow with Jeff Gold Goldblum back in the eighties, he says Jeff Goldblum asked about uh, somebody getting assaulted. He said he got assaulted, and the old boy looked at him and says he got assaulted, a peppered, and a whooped or something like that. <laughs> look, look, we want to get you a jacket back here. You let us know. We'll get our sluice up on the sleuth trail, and we're going to get your jacket back. If he don't want to give it back, then he's going to buy you lunch. Hey, I, it, it, my my appearance on this podcast makes it all worth it. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap this up, y'all. Thank y'all so much. Josh, do you have anybody you want to shout out, any you know sponsors or anybody that you work with or anything like that? And uh, tell us where we can find you on social media. Just come uh, check me out, Abide Fishing. I'm on all the social medias, even though I don't really know how to use anything other than YouTube. Just just uh, <laughs> Google Abide Fishing. It's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and whatever the other one is. I guess Twitter. Twitter. But uh, Ain't, no, but ain't no fishing people using Twitter. So me either. I, I, don't, I don't know how to use that either. So, uh, but yeah, just find me on any of the social media. I, I Also, I mean, shoot me a message or, or a comment on the uh, the YouTube channel. I do my best. Uh, I think I've responded to every comment, so I'm pretty active on that. So if you want to re- get in touch with me, just uh, just reach out and uh, that's yeah, where you do it. You got the R. Kelly comment today. I did. I did. <laughs> Lockwood, hey. do you want to shout out anybody out, brother? Uh, you know, Hookset Hoodlums, Cast Crew. System G, Bait Ops, Old Glory, uh, Liquid Coastal, who else? Flirt Skirt, Beast Coast, you know, the norm, all the normal guys. All right. 
so uh look y'all check out hooks at hoodlums great fishing apparel they just dropped some new um toboggans i don't get i don't give a fuck i'm in south carolina north carolina we call them toboggans a beanie fit just anyway go look at the new hooks at hoodlum toboggans they got a, a it looks like a, a leather patch good looking stuff I got my pond wrecker hat on. Josh, you need some hook, uh, hooks at Hoodlum gear, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that's a nice but, hat. Nice you're a certified pond wrecker. Yes, he does. I like so that. Check hey, Jiggy new episode out today, too. <laughs> Damn it. Let me let me finish, Cody. Don't steal my thunder. Cow. Anyway, hooks at Hoodlum. Check it out. Use code HEELS, H-E-E-L-S-10, for a 10% discount. Also, Alex and I have some uh, merch, Bass and Brews. Alex got some swamp rat fishing stuff on there. Check that out. All the links, if you go to my, my Instagram account, they're in my link tree. You can check it out. Go there. Thank you. We appreciate it. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Josh, thank you so much for coming on, dude. This is a good time, man. Josh, nice, nice meeting you, brother. Yeah, nice I had fun, man. Anytime. All hey, right. look me hey. up, man. If you want to make a trip up to Maryland this spring, summer, look me up. Hit me up, buddy. You'll have a blast. All right. Do Y'all don't don't go anywhere. We're going to close this out, and then uh, we'll, we'll holler here in a second, all right? All right, now. We'll see you.